Coming up on Podcast 1657, there is a new plug-in hybrid, Toyota Prius, an important vehicle in the world of EVs. And if you stick around, I'll tell you what I think about it. Also on the show today, Model S gets its safety rating. There's a new Fiat 500 for the US and Neo delivering their ET7 to Sweden. And a lot more to talk about on today's podcast. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Thursday, the 17th of November. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story, so you don't have to. We'll start with the headline story, and that's the next generation Toyota Prius is arriving. This is a very important vehicle for Toyota. It's the car that in many ways started the green revolution, even though it was a mild hybrid. Uh, couldn't be plugged in. But the Prius is a name that is synonymous with electric vehicles. In fact, when you do these surveys, and I've seen a million of them over the years, nearly always when you ask people who makes electric vehicles, Tesla and Toyota, if they're not the top two names interchangeably, then Toyota can often be number one. When you ask the general public who makes the, be- the most EVs or just who makes EVs, Toyota get the credit. Ironic, because Toyota don't make EVs. Well, there is one, the BZ4X, which uh, I think is back on sale now after the wheels kept falling off that. So with the new Prius plug-in hybrid, it's a a very important vehicle to come out. The new plug-in Prius, uh, Toyota says, strengthens their lineup alongside battery electric vehicles and fuel cell solutions, according to this press release. Well, they make one battery electric vehicle, and let's not talk about hydrogen. However, that's the that's the that's the first line of the press release. So Toyota are still that that that's front and center. Hey, here's the Prius, but we also make hydrogen. <sighs> Man, Toyota's new gen plug-in hybrid system, they say, is an evolution with enhanced output with a new high-capacity battery. The plug-in hybrid version of the Prius is going to be very important for those kind of people who don't really want to buy an electric vehicle because they're not like, you know, you and I. They're not ready yet. They might be in a few years' time, but maybe they've had a couple of Prius vehicles and they want to buy a new one and this one comes with a plug socket on the side. They can recharge it. It's cheaper. Driving on electric is fun. The styling of this vehicle have to be honest with you, it's a wedge shape and it's a very steeply raked front screen. It looks incredibly aero, like it would cut through the wind. And the peak of the vehicle is almost sort of three quarters of the way back. And I think it looks great. I think that high roof line and then the styling that looks sporty makes the car look good. Now, a Prius isn't a sporty car, but I think it looks nice. Anyway, uh, the distinctive styling, they say, is now a more dynamic uh, interpretation of a Prius. It still looks a bit like a Prius, but I don't think it looks like kind of uh, jelly mold on wheels and, you know, the early Priuses weren't the best thing to look at. This is based on the new Toyota TNGA platform and therefore it's lighter than the outgoing Prius and it's just a better vehicle overall. It's more rigid, that kind of thing. Um, a center, a lower center of gravity by optimizing where they put the battery as well, which is under the rear seats. Now they say on the press release, and I quote, With a target of allowing most daily driving to be undertaken in EV mode, EV range has been enhanced and is more than 50% longer than current generation. This is thanks to a new 13.6 kilowatt hour lithium-ion battery. Higher energy density cells allow for optimized packaging, and the battery pack is compact enough to be installed under the rear seat, they say. So not a range number being given on that, but it's a 13 kilowatt hour battery. So if it's 
poor efficiency, those three miles per kilowatt hour, then it's going to be 40 miles. Uh, if it's three and a half miles per kilowatt, yeah, you can do this. You can do the maths and you can work out how efficient the vehicle. We don't know how efficient the vehicle is, but um, anything between three and four would be about right. Anything less than three miles per kilowatt hour would be a disaster. And so we can work that out. Now, I think EPA range, WLTP range, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, you know, anything from a 13.6 kilowatt hour battery pack is going to be pretty doable. My first Renault Zoe all those years ago had a 22 kilowatt hour battery pack. And so, and that did us for the first, just getting into an EV for the first year. So that's very doable for commutes and things like that. Will you buy one? Well, obviously, I wouldn't because I think Toyota have done so much harm to the EV world by aggressively advertising against electric vehicles for all of those years with their We Choose Not to Plug In campaigns and showing EVs in the middle of the desert of just somebody holding a charger. Like, what are you doing, Toyota? Uh, uh, you know, implying that, I don't know, like that's how we charge our EVs. We stand there in the middle of nowhere just our hand on a charger while it charges. I don't know, but they've spent untold amounts of money trying to hold back the move to EV. I wouldn't buy one, but I, plenty of people would. So let me know your thoughts on that. Now we'll talk about the CEO of Ford, Jim Farley. Ford will make EV components in-house for more success. Farley has, cre- has credited Tesla over the years and Elon Musk for moving the EV transition forward. Ford are very good at giving credit where it's due to Tesla. They don't kind of deny their existence. And Jim Farley, particularly the CEO, uh, noting that they've learnt from Tesla, a bit like Herbert Diess at VW did. And I'm not sure that went down very well with the Germans because he said we have to build a new factory, the... Uh, the project, which is due 2026, the Trinity project, we need to rethink how we make cars because Tesla make cars quicker than us and they have better margins. And Herbert Diess's whole thing was, we need to be learning lessons from those doing it better than us. And so many in VW did not want to hear that truth be told. And well, he's no longer leading the company, is he? So Tesla do things like they make their own seats. Obviously, the battery technology, the packs, and the cells, the 4680 cells, the list goes on and on, according to Inside EVs. In fact, uh, Elon Musk's company wasn't as impacted as much as others because of their ability to handle it in-house. According to Electrek, Jim Farley told an event in Detroit recently that Ford is going to go back to the Model A as the company works to ramp up EV production. It's hoping to find a role for all of its current employees, noting that it takes 40% less labour to make an EV compared to a combustion car. That's 3,000 people that have to lay off. But he says he would like to find a way to save those jobs. And uh, he says, we're going to go back to where we were at the beginning of the century. Because that's where value creation is. It's a huge transformation. One underappreciated benefit of EVs is the lower maintenance and uh, the fact that it is cheaper to keep an EV in your driveway. Things like regen braking means you haven't got to replace brake pads. You're not taking it in for service. All those things. No engine oil, spark plugs and catalytic converters. Clean Technica reporting on the Jim Farley story uh, that because EVs are generally cheaper to make and keep and that it just means fewer staff working for Ford and for the factory workers themselves if you're paid hourly that is a significant risk to you earning less money or even losing your job and so rather than those layoffs he's been talking about retraining and doing less outsourcing bringing more in-house Ford's doing more of their own manufacturing but yeah I mean if you're based in Michigan 
making petrol engines, do you want to move to Kentucky or Tennessee, says Jalopnik, to make a battery? That's the big question. Uh, But Ford doing what they can to move production in-house and save those jobs. Now we'll talk about uh, the Model S from Tesla. It's always been a very safe car. And this is more good news for Tesla. The five-star Euro NCAP safety rating has come through for the brand new Model S. And that's significant because it means... It's about to go on sale. And we've waited a really, really long time uh, here for the Model S and the Model X. In fact, you still can't buy one in the UK because we're right-hand drive, of course. And so last time I checked, maybe a week ago, I could go online and look at pretty pictures on Tesla's website. You can't configure one. Anyway, um, I think you can put a deposit down. Correct me if I'm wrong. Following its release, the Euro NCAP data showed that the Model S once again met the new 2022 stringent testing protocols because you know a five-star euro ncap years ago is not the same as a five-star euro ncap now the te- it gets harder and harder all the time and so cars have to get safer and safer five star doesn't mean the same as five star a few years ago model s once again was five star uh, for safety assist child occupant and adult occupant uh, maximum points in the side impact and in rescue and extraction and while not yet rated they expect the same for the model x deliveries of both vehicles begin before the end of the year said tesla in a rare official communication on their website i know how about that so there is somebody at tesla who writes press releases didn't sack the whole department now we'll talk about the world premiere of the Fiat 500 EV and going stateside in Los Angeles because right now is the auto show and a lot of my American friends were absolutely delighted when Fiat showed off their 500e at the Los Angeles auto show because it means the car is coming to America. Now, the European variant is 42 kilowatt hour battery. That is 199 miles of WLTP range, so a bit less on EPA. But look, this is what I find, I find frustrating. So many people, when they think about American buyers, is they think, well, don't they just all want pickups that go a thousand miles and tow a boat? And I'm like, no, plenty of people live in urban areas and they just want a small city car. Yes, distances are bigger in America. And yes, it's quite easy to need to do a road trip of several thousand miles. But hey, it's all about things being fit for purpose. And this Fiat 500e be so good in so many of the big cities. And so it's going to go on sale next year. And uh, that's pretty good because uh, this is a very cute car, especially in soft top version. We had a look at one for my wife and ultimately she wanted a more of a kind of crossover style she likes to sit up a little bit higher whenever i get in the car she's put the uh, the seat of the mighty mighty mg to its maximum height setting and she's not short so she just likes to have that elevated position uh, ultimately but we both love the fiat 500e and as as a second car if uh, we could afford to spend so much money on a second car it would be lovely now on the way soon we'll talk about neo delivering in sweden and a problem for jaguar land rover stick around those stories are on the way now, NEO, also a quick mention for their five-star Euro safety NCAP rating. Why mention this? Because if you thought, well, these Chinese cars are coming, the Chinese cars are coming to Europe and the US, and does that mean they're going to be shoddy Chinese quality and not safe? Not at all. NEO just aced the Euro NCAP safety tests with the ET7, scoring huge scores on adult and child safety and safety assist. Also, 
there was a five-star result for the SUV, which is called the ES8, earlier this year. It got a five-star green end cap result as well, and designed in accordance with the top European safety standards, the ET7 is amongst the first in the world to use a large amount of what's called hot-stamped steel. Half the upper body is hot-stamped steel, and there's a two-metre ultra-long body section and a metre-long section on the roof rails that make it a very, very safe car. Neo also delivering that ET7 in Sweden, and that's their next market they're entering into after Norway and Germany and the Netherlands. Sweden is the fourth market for Neo handing over those first cars after celebrating in Germany a month ago at their European market launch. Now we see the Neo ET7s being handed over to customers in Sweden. Uh, specifically, uh, the location just south of Gothenburg on the motorway towards Malmo, I think it was. The uh, handover was done. Now, uh, with Neo, you still subscribe to their cars. You can't buy one outright, I don't believe, or you can buy it, but subscribe to the battery, I think it is so, but you can. They're changing their rules to, in response to the way that Europeans like to own their vehicles, which is to own them. And I think next year uh, they will offer their cars for outright sale. Now, the CEO of Jaguar Land Rover, Thierry Bellore, has stepped down as CEO. According to the Guardian newspaper, he resigned as chief executive of Jaguar Land Rover after two years in the job for personal reasons, in a surprise move that prompted questions over their strategy. Well, it could just be that he had a genuine personal reasons to step down because things happen in people's lives. And being the CEO of a Jackie Land Rover, I imagine, takes up all of your time and then some. And you don't know. People's partners get sick or whatever. And you, don't, you don't have to share that information with, you know, your kids get sick uh, or whatever. And you need to stop and care for them for a different season of your life or whatever. Maybe he, he's, I don't know. So a lot of speculation of, oh, you know... He wasn't up to this and that and the job and Jaguar was not electrifying quick enough and he was given the elbow and look, come on, I don't I don't work in the auto industry, so I don't know the real reason. I don't think anybody knows apart from people close to the situation. So there's been a lot of uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink around that, which I didn't like because, hey, it genuinely could be personal reasons. You don't know what that is, but anyway. His resignation means the company, Jaguar Land Rover, headquartered in Coventry in the UK, will need another new boss to try and grapple with their move to electrification. The announcement took observers by surprise because until now he had been very busy restructuring their business, making Jaguar all-electric by 2025 and pushing up market. China is next in the news, exempting $10 billion equivalent, $10 billion in purchase taxes so far this year. As of the 10th of November, a week ago, China had exempted $9.7 billion US dollars equivalent in purchase taxes. Uh, that is up 100% year on year. And uh, 4.48 million EVs had been sold in China this year. Now, they waived the purchase tax on that. They have done since, 2020, since 2014, and they've extended that to the end of next year. A new app in the UK is launched by the Automotive Transformation Group, the ATG, hoping to help car dealers demonstrate the savings to potential EV customers. You can search for the cars in the app by range, which is many concerns from people. They want to know how far does the car go. And then you can have a look at the battery size, the performance, also the cost of ownership. You can put in what you pay for electricity at home, compare it to what you pay for petrol when you're out and about. And you can even find local charging stations. 
And Tesla's Giga Shanghai vehicle exports continue to grow and grow. Extremely busy fourth quarter. More drone footage from the Shanghai terminal showing a very, very busy stream of transport ships loading vehicles on. The G Poseidon just left. The Glovis Sun arrived and was now loading up with more Teslas. We don't know for where, maybe for Europe, maybe for Australia. Recent videos of the area shared online by the Chinese Tesla watcher Wu Wa has been showing how many cars they are exporting from Shanghai. Large numbers of Teslas at the terminal heading on to ships. 16 we think 16 ships this quarter uh, it could well be heading out of China full of Teslas so far in Q4 with a fair chunk of it still to go. And that's your podcast for today. Thanks to everyone who funds this show on Patreon and our Patreon premium partners. I'll give you a daily mention. Uh, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from the EV Review Island YouTube channel and Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Universe, they do global public charging and they make it simple with one app and one map. Milbrookcottages.co.uk Book yourself a five-star luxury break in Devon on the website and our latest sponsor, Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance that EV drivers need. Have a good and see tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.